Welcome to the Nordic Mythology Podcast. I'm Daniel Farrand, owner of the company Hans Rodin. I'm joined in person like, once again. We're going to get used to this. <laughs> by <laughs> Dr. Matthias. used to being in, in your presence. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Yes. Um, yeah, so welcome to the show. We are joined by Katarina from uh, Kalanda. Um, and, you know, you. also at Vadroma. You're mm-hmm. singing for them as well. So, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. The sun's perfectly come out. Just just as we start, the sun comes out and... and Shining right in my face. (laughs) But it's good. It's fine. I have sunglasses if it gets too bad. This this was a talk I wanted to have before what we're going to talk about anyway. Like, I wanted to speak to you again after our episode. It was fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think we... I had a a little bit of a a moment the other day when, when you were playing and... I messaged you straight away like we need to we need to talk and we need to do like a little interview whilst we're we're at mid gas plot so we'll get into that firstly i guess what's it like to play at mid gas plot and that kind of on these these grounds and and the history behind everything that has it is uh very special like i've i've obviously been here before with my family had a picnic here mm. uh it's beautiful but um i heard of uh I've been following Medgarsblod for some time, and I I emailed uh, Runa, the the CEO of the festival, I think in 2018 or 2019, and I was just like, I we we had received so many no's from so many festivals before, and I just decided for the, this email, I'm going to just be honest, mm-hmm. and I was just like, hey Runa, we are uh, not necessarily metal enough for metal festivals we're not folk enough for folk festivals we're not uh, like uh, we're not uh, prog for prog for prog festivals we're not uh, norse enough for midgarsblod perhaps but i just want to send you our music what do you think has this music video here we are on spotify and she heard it and was like oh (laughs) This is beautiful, actually. No, you will fit right in. Uh, we will get we will get this going for 2020, yeah. and then <laughs> and mm-hmm. then uh, nothing happened. And uh, uh, yeah, t- 2020 arrived, um, and there was no Medgarsblod. But then we released our album, and then there was no Medgarsblod for 2021 either. And now for 2022, we opened um, on Wednesday. Uh, sort of headline the Valhalla stage um, and we went from having not many festivals to having one of our favorite <laughs> festivals ever mm-hmm. and it's it's a big deal it was yeah it was a really big deal it's special and um, when I performed with Vardruna also on Thursday uh, oh, I, was, I, I keep composed and professional throughout the whole set, and then, but I'm, I am a quite emotional person, and I enjoy uh, I enjoy that too, and I allow myself to feel it. For for the end of Helvegen, it's yeah, I I fall apart, and it's mm-hmm. it's special. It's really beautiful. I imagine you must get that emotion from finishing the set, emotion from the crowd, but then also from the mounds, from everything here and being yeah. where we are, I guess that has to play a part of it as well. Yeah, and there's there's something about the song Helvegen as well that mm-hmm. sort of is quite relevant to this place. And um, 
Yeah. It's a very awesome song, I can tell you. I, I, I actually quote it. <laughs> Yeah. Quote a, a oh. little bit of it from a, here we a, go again in, in my in my, <laughs> oh. in, my, in my book and yeah no it is a it is profound uh, words in the in that song. But so. it, it's one of the way you know Ina said before before the, you play the song it's it's about death and everybody has lost somebody. Yeah. It's something that relates to every single human on the planet. At some point you lose somebody or it doesn't have to be somebody it could be a pet or anything there's something close to you like we all go through it so it's, yeah. it's relatable for for every human and that's yeah. why i think everybody gets so and a- attached to it yeah and then you meet i've met some people because we are wandering around the area um me and uh, your guide um from calandra as well mm-hmm. um uh, wandering around uh, and I'm with my mom and my dad and then this girl comes up and she's like I just want to tell you a story I've gave birth to Helvig and I had this natural birth and she just started like going into detail and <laughs> my mom is also really emotional she was like oh 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 god <laughs> and my dad was like hmm hmm <laughs> and I was like yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. I just, it's, I mean, people are just coming up, sharing their stories and... Uh, sharing too much sometimes, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but I like it. And yeah. it's, it's, it means a lot. And um, yeah, Helvegen is special to us. I mean, making the cover was, it just came about, but obviously we had the, uh, some, like a great piece, a great original to work with when we made the cover with uh, Calandra um, and making an original is much harder yeah. so I just want like when I just want to credit Vardruna and Einar and his work uh, it's very nice when you receive uh, praise for the for a cover that you did but it's um, it's easier to make a cover than it is to make an original and the original is uh, already so profound so mm-hmm. yeah I think that leads us on nicely to, I guess, me sharing my story that I shared with you. Um, mm. I guess I'm not going to go into any details on, on here, but it's no surprise to, to people that, that watch and follow me with that I've been through. I've lost someone close. Um, and Mateus kindly brought us up onto this mound where we're sat here. We came up, was it Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a group of friends and we you took us through a ritual for, for everyone. I don't know if you want to, explain what that is and what it looks like yeah i mean share some details we the, one of my good friends asked me if uh if we could do a little uh ritual to uh, uh say thanks to this place to the mounds to the spirits that live here and uh, uh connect um with each other and and the world around us um in uh, in sort of uh, what is in modern terms called a blot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. That's of course not a blot in the original bloody sacrifice kind of way. But you take something old and create something new. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so we had a we had a little sharing session where we uh, we felt the ground and we felt the the, the wind around us and um, you know spoke some true words and. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's when we then were bathed in the sound of Kalanda. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was the stage over there. It, it was, was a yeah, it was a, a beautiful moment. Um, yeah. 
I think, yeah, like you said, we travels around from person to person and everybody says their little piece and, and you know, we're, we're all friends there and everybody kind of cares about each other and you hear these very nice words by people that you care a lot about kind of talk about their their own things that they want to dedicate the, it for or, or ask for and I could feel it uh, as you're getting around the, the, the pressure building um, mm. and then obviously Elisa spoke some words before before me um, as it came around it it got to me and then I started to hear you sing and I, I was already feeling on edge and I, I could hear your, your beautiful voice traveling from the stage and uh, it was like fuck and I was even though we were all in this, this ritual we you know very connected to everything and I was thinking of what I was going to say and, and kind of you know look for healing and all these things and I was, could not get this conscious thought out of the back of my mind of just hearing this this come across and yeah it made the whole thing that much more more special it definitely brought me to tears and added to the to the whole thing and then when we when we finished I uh I messaged you that evening I was like we need to we need to talk I've just had this really profound experience that you have no idea like you had no idea about it you we yeah. can we can call it coincidence you can call it fair you can call it whatever whatever you want to but it was just you know you happen to be to be playing we happen to be here you could also attribute it to my planning skills it could be <laughs> oh done that takes away from it <laughs> i'm not putting it down to that no but you had like you say you had no idea that this connection was happening to your to yeah. your music as you were playing and and that goes to all of you you know it's it's a band it's a collective it's not just yourself um and yeah it was this experience this connection that that we i guess we had that you had no idea of yeah and that, that connection i guess will always be there for me like it was a special moment that you were unwillingly a part of <laughs> yeah it's very it means a lot to me it's very special that um the music that we make and the things that i write can can uh, resonate so much with people and that this introspection is something that is sort of like like it spreads and people also have introspective uh, moments mm -hmm. uh, and uh, healing uh, is a big part of it I am very much into healing um, uh, yeah so uh, and writing and making music is definitely a form of healing for me but also like uh crying and not being ashamed of it and talking about um, uh, emotions and mm -hmm. how we're doing uh, i've just discovered that um communication and connection is uh, um is it can really really cure like the deepest darkest wounds inside it really can and it's so it's so important it's uh, invaluable mm. It is. It, it uh, yeah. It did. I mean, it definitely helped. Um, do you think you'll ever get used to people spilling their, spilling their like deepest feelings over to to the music? I guess. I don't know if I if I would get used to it. I would have to switch off and mm. take a little yeah. distance, Imagine which could times. which could be good. Sometimes I I manage to like, hmm, that's nice, mm -hmm. but. But also, I'm also hijacking the initial emotion that wants to come through, which is uh, empathy and sympathy. So if I hijack that and wait for later, it, I, I will, I will have missed, uh, I've missed uh, an authentic moment that I won't necessarily feel again later. So that's why I allow myself to be like, no, just, just let it come out. I, yeah, I feel emotional right now and that resonates with me. So uh, that's why I just allow it to come through 
Uh, yeah. I think that's a very healthy approach. Yes, I think so too. For me, that is healthy. Um, yeah. <laughs> we <wouldn't, laughs> When I play with Vardar and I can tell that the rest of the band is like, yeah, that was a good gig. Yeah, feeling feeling good. And I walk out after Helvegen being like, <laughs> <laughs> does that happen? Does that happen every time? Not every oh, time, just... which is a bit of a relief. Yeah. It's kind of tiring. <laughs> but for I remember this one time. I think I was playing in Cambridge in March 22, um, and there was this. Um, there were two two fans. They were a couple, and they messaged me after we had played, like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I, said, I think I mentioned this maybe in the last in the podcast that we did because it was kind of funny. It seemed as if sort of Vardarna was like holding me hostage, and I was crying on stage, <laughs> like, mm, you know, and they're like, oh, "Are you okay? We could see you crying." And I'm like, "Oh no, I'm very good. I'm actually, I'm super. I'm just." emotionally very happy <laughs> I think that's interesting because we we spoke to uh, Aina and Lindy both yesterday which yeah. will which videos will be released um, and and both of them we talked about how Vodruna tap into this emotional side with people and it it seems that it is because you as performers are so raw on stage and you you're willing to to open up I think Aina said he offers his heart on a yeah. on a platter and it, it's here it is yeah. you know and and that kind of links back to what you're saying they've been you know you're all in this very emotional state and very vulnerable and that then pulls out to the audience who reciprocate that it seems and yeah. um, yeah. we all get get lost in it I think oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely when you're projecting that out there uh, you know, people can feel it. They can, they, they can relate to it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, and this is as we were talking about with Ina. This is what we see in the crowd. You know, I feel it myself when when I'm there. Yeah. I was I was standing there with my hands up. You know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. People relate to human emotions. Yeah. And when you you can feel it, you don't. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have to be said. You can just. Yeah. You can just feel it. You yeah. there are things that I wouldn't say I'm a particular spiritual person, but there are certainly things just things that you can just sense yeah. or feel and you just get a a vibe. I understand what you're saying about that spirituality because I wouldn't say I'm super spiritual myself. Um but there is a need. I do have to acknowledge acknowledge the fact that there is a need within me to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I can't, I can't hijack that. So I have to be aware of it. Like there, there is a need here, in here. To... You have that need, and then you say that you're not a very spiritual person. No, like I don't. For, for example, I'm not really religious. Right. Uh, and my, I was always, I, I grew up, and I still believe in science, and I, uh, I always want to have proof before I just run away with a thought. But what you're saying is that you're not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that there is a healthy healthiness in becoming a bit more intuitive and listening to your body because your body tells you what you need to know. Like yesterday or no, on Wednesday when you had your Rachel, you, your, you just feel like something is coming up and I just, I have this lump and it wants to come out and, and then you, it, it does and that is the healing and that is necessary um, 
So your body tells you everything you need to know. And I think it's very wise to pay attention to. Obviously, every single person is di uh, different. Um, and everyone has different needs. Uh, but I think we need, or I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to speak on behalf of anyone. I'm going to speak on behalf of myself. I need to um, definitely balance um, uh, knowledge and sense with also um, being intuitive and somewhat spiritual. It, I think it's healthy. I think it's, it's the label or name that you give to things that there are certainly things that maybe we can't explain or like I said before, you can feel emotions almost and maybe it's that we've lost sense of like the hypersensitivity of like the small emotions that people feel maybe it's like just the tiniest change in in the face or the body language that we as humans just pick up on innately and go that person's sad even though it's not they're not crying it's not a major thing but then we kind of put that down to these yeah. being able to read like read emotions when it's, it's just a scientific yeah. thing it's you can just there is an explanation for it and i guess it's whatever you label it up as yeah. i guess I mean, when you say that, I'm thinking about who I was five, six years ago. I thought that I could do anything. I thought I, I could be tough and I could just, I could take on the task and, oh no, I'm, I'm, I don't have emotions. I just do. I work hard and I do. And I, uh, uh, I, I never fall apart. I obviously fell apart. They were, it was like hard work, doing well, and then total crash mm -hmm. coming up total crash mm -hmm. coming up total crash and that was like my whole teenage life and then I thought oh th this is just my teenage uh, yes it, it will stop when I reach my 20s mm -hmm. and it didn't stop because I never I didn't stop and listen yeah. to what I need I'm actually as soon as I acknowledge the fact that I am actually a quiet sentimental emotional mm -hmm. person should we just acknowledge that and just try to work with what i've got <laughs> instead yeah. of like trying to be something that i'm clearly not it's i think it's too often seen as a weakness to be to be emotional or i think probably particularly for like i think it's such a shame for, for like a probably from like a female perspective as well like it can be seen as like super negative when yeah. it's not it's yeah. not a i think we all need to be a little more open and honest yeah. with our feelings. But again, that toughness probably got you to where you are now. Yeah. Like getting, th getting through the peaks and, and the troughs and the drive, it, it, yeah. it probably helped to get. To like bite your teeth and be like, I'll just apply again next yeah. year. That, yeah. <laughs> but that's what, that's what you need is yeah. to uh, never take no for an answer, I guess. And then yeah. eventually you get there. Yeah. yeah. But now I actually, I allow myself to be a bit, D disappointed if I feel disappointed if I didn't uh, get something that I've dreamed of then it's like that is okay you know mm -hmm. time there is I was thinking about this the other day that actually uh, there is something very beautiful about um, uh, allowing yourself to to um, to let success come when it comes and not chase so much uh, like I was chasing so hard and like, like you said maybe that has gotten me to where I am sure but I also think I, it wouldn't have lasted if I didn't check inwards mm -hmm. at some point um, it's usually when you stop chasing so hard that, it, that the, the doors actually then open it just comes yeah. for some odd just, reason I think we spoke about that a few times it feels like we spoke about that a few times this, yeah. this week that 
that rather than just chasing fame or chasing the success, once you start actually just producing what you want to produce and putting this out there and going, this is what I've created, enjoy it or not, then it, people connect with it more and it becomes this, yeah. this bigger thing. This is where I'm struggling also with my spirituality because maybe I could say it's just karma, it just, it's just the universe uh, will yeah. just provide. Maybe. But uh, maybe, maybe not, we maybe don't know. Or the... maybe it's just the fact that people feel that you are relaxed, yeah. your, your product seems relaxed, Wh whatever you're selling, if it's music or something, if, if it's wood carving or whatever, like um, taking your time with your art and not making yourself mentally ill in the process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's an important one. Yeah. I, I know a lot of academics who could used mm. to hear that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Myself included. <laughs> I think we all I think we've all been there. It's a, unfortunately it's something we have to learn, but I think we could we could talk more about it and mm -hmm. sort of make it more if they could just like make it more aware in schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Imagine, imagine when I just <laughs> G going off on a, a, a trail now, but imagine if kids came into class and everyone just sat there was like, good morning, George. <laughs> good morning, James. Yes, they sit down and everyone was like, okay, we are going to start our morning day with a little stretch. Yes. How are we feeling today, Julie? And everyone just like, if every kid just learned to like, hmm, tune inwards. Huh? Would, yourself. Yeah, yeah, and then by doing that, maybe also in the process, you'd be able to come to have compassion for others mm -hmm. because you've learned that every morning is important to if, for myself mm -hmm. as well. I think, uh, yeah, if we could teach that in schools. Yeah. I, I actually I have at times tried to make my students do uh, a little bit of uh, calisthenics in uh, in, the, uh, in the classroom, uh, just because I got bored by how bored they were. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, they um, they just react incredibly awkward to it. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. but yeah, I think if it were a common practice, then yeah, then yeah. it would because everything is a habit in mm -hmm. a way. Yeah. Uh, we become we we can become used to anything. <laughs> and do you know, it's, uh, as you think, it's very interesting you bring that up as a, something that could happen in schools because, you know, what, what is the school situation? Especially, you know, the older you get, the more you're expected to completely relinquish. Uh, your bodily functions to to be like this brain that's sitting in there and absorbing knowledge is going whoop, 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 right mm -hmm. and in the in the meantime your your body is decaying on this chair and with it all its emotions mm -hmm. and 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 life and yeah. <laughs> and and you know the power of of humans mm -hmm. i'm having an epiphanal moment i know right <laughs> as much as you are we we actually have to wrap this up because we, we we're meant to do our panel talk in 15 minutes we oh. have to go do panel talk we, in 15 minutes it would be awkward if we were wrong uh, if we, we weren't there for our own our own show <laughs> uh, but we will definitely pick this up 
Yes. Again, you're, you're welcome back to talk to us anytime yes. and we'll do a longer show. And this was lovely. It was lovely to sit path. here. Yeah. It felt uh, magical yeah. and special. It's a, <laughs> it's a lovely place. It's so. the inspiration of the mountain. Yeah. Thank you very thank you very much. Thank you for Thank you so much for having me. It's been a thank pleasure. You. I'll see you around at the festivals. And uh, good luck. We'll drink beer and hang out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How long later? That's it. <laughs>